team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, I'm your host Bart, and I'm here joined by my co-host Steve. Hello, mate. Hey, how are you going? And when you say joined, for the purposes <laughs> of clarity, we are via Skype. That's right. I'm able to be in each other's presence. Lockdown finally hit South Australia. We our luck finally ran out. We knew it was coming, but um, yes, it's good that we are Skype veterans, Steve. We are very well versed in not talking over each other. No lengthy pauses to come during these conversations, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll blame lag if any happen. Though, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, it's a lot better than it uh, used to be. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so it has been a while since we've done an episode. Um, for most people, it's been six weeks, but for us, it's been three weeks. So surprise, we did actually do an episode three weeks ago, and it's totally my bad. Um, that episode went into the lost archives of uh, FMDT, which Steve, I regret to inform you, is a bit of an annual tradition for me. Um, I think there's always one. Yeah. <laughs> almost every year, there's been one that just got left on the cutting room floor. It's probably around this end of the season, to be honest, where the steam kind of runs out. Um, But yes, real life sort of caught up, got a bit busy, and uh, we do still intend to release it because now that everyone's in lockdown, we're sure that no one's got anything better to do but to listen to us crap on about uh, a few rounds that (laughs) around 15 and 16 things way in the past. I'm sure they'll love it. I was a bit of trade talk back then as well. So we'll release all that from uh, all the sellout trades that happened. So you don't have to strap in for a six-hour episode today. That's the good news. We'll probably get get to cover this in what, a swift two or three hours, Steve? Oh, at least, yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right. So we're going to focus on just the last three weeks that have gone um, and also look at the two weeks ahead. But Steve, what have you been up to in your last three weeks? Um, if I, oh. yeah, if I asked you to pick a highlight, would you be able to pick one? Um, did we, did we win trivia in the last three weeks? I feel like that was pretty good. No, no, that was on my birthday. That was exactly a month ago. Oh uh, damn! Yeah, no, it doesn't in the qualify. Last three weeks. Um, I guess I have to say my uh, my. Pet dog has been behaving really well recently, so that's been really nice. Oh. Um, he's, yeah, he's been he's been behaving better, which is yeah, which has been good. Just being a homebody. That's nice, and I feel like having a uh, dog around at the moment while you're housebound is probably a big highlight to have. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> what have you been up to? That's very nice. Um, well, I had a couple of good things that happened in the last couple of weeks. I had a nice, relaxing, uh, romantic getaway to Robe. I had a full day of beer drinking on a mate's brewery tour of Adelaide. But 
given that I'm a host of a fantasy podcast, what else could make my highlight reel? But taking the crown in Euros fantasy, a um, couple of people in this league know well about that. I was 39th in Australia, Steve. I'm pretty proud. And this is my only real forum to gloat about it because the rest of our league stopped caring about halfway in. So I'm taking <laughs> taking this opportunity <laughs> to bring it up. And uh, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. But um, the Euros consumed a lot of my time in the last uh, couple of weeks and may have been to blame maybe potentially for the lack of FMDT getting released as well. Certainly a lack of sleep. Um, I'm back on track now, thankfully. Yeah, I forgot that was that was less than three weeks ago. <laughs> well, certainly the finals were. And yeah, there were some pretty good um, pretty good matches towards the end of the tournament, for sure. Absolutely. But um, now I can actually focus on football again. I can remember what that's all about, using an oval-shaped ball instead. Um, really. <laughs> real football? I don't know. Contentious. <laughs> but turns out the highlights are the theme of the week. What a great, beautiful segue that is. As we move into WTF just happened, Steve and I will be going through what we saw as the highlights in the B-Money League over the last three rounds rather than sifting through each round Uh in arduous detail, we're just going to go through the highlights. And Steve, we're going to kick off, I think, if you don't mind, by me getting something off my chest. Um, which All was right. <laughs> not really a highlight for me, but definitely maybe a highlight uh, in terms of the B Money League. It was me coming up against Max, a pretty fresh wound for me here, as he took me down by just 11 points. And it surely would have been our feature match if we did one. Um, given that was first versus second on the ladder at the time. I lived up to its billing with both of us going over 1,600 points. And really, it was neck and neck all week. The projections had us at about the scores that we finished up on, except I was the one that was meant to finish about 11 points ahead of Max. So <laughs> I made the mistake, actually, of kind of calling this one a little bit early because um, – the, the Sunday had gone reasonably well, and Josh Kelly in particular had an 80-point first half. I sent a message to, I believe it was Alec uh, and Shane, when those some of the GWS players had got uh, uh, rubbed out of their game. I said I was sure happy that Josh Kelly wasn't a rugby fan, um, <laughs> and, and I stopped following the scores. Was you know way ahead of Max. I checked back in maybe an hour and a half later to a bunch of messages. And the first thing I see is Nick telling me that Josh Kelly's done a knee, which just <laughs> made my heart sink. <laughs> that rugby fan comment was met with a bunch of responses saying that, well, that aged poorly. And I was like, oh, shit, what's happened here? And I think Max's message to me summed it all up by saying rough, just rough. And yep, Max, that was bloody rough. I did feel a sense of being shattered given not only had Max climbed what I thought was an insurmountable lead at the time, but I also thought I'd lost a real key part of my finals assault in Josh Kelly, thankfully not to be. But God, <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was, that was some horrible news there on the Sunday night. Yeah, and I, I really do uh, feel sorry for you because I was in a similar situation with Josh Kelly. Uh, in a in a multi bet that I had, really, um, yep, paying a nice four dollar seventy return, 
Will Hayward, anytime goal scorer, tick. Jesse Hogan, two <laughs> goals or more, tick. Josh Kelly, no. 25 or more disposals. Wait, what did he get? 18 at halftime, finished oh, on 19. Oh, no. No, that's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he only played a couple of couple of minutes in that second half. Oh, man, what that score could have been if not for not for his injury and you would have been a rich rich man. Well, a richer. A slightly richer man than you are today. Yeah, it was pretty shattering. Um, but I look forward to getting some revenge in a few weeks' time. I feel like this is the way to do it. You lose to your... At least your rival in the minor rounds and then get your revenge in finals. Exactly. We see it in the AFL quite a bit. So hopefully for your sake, you see it in the in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I sure hope so. All right, Steve. Uh, do you have a different highlight? All right. Yeah. All right. I think um, in round 18... There were actually a few thrillers, weren't there? Um, so aside there from the one that you've gone into, which was an 11-point margin, there was also an extremely uh, crucial for, for Alec, 11-point uh, victory over Millsy. Oh, I'm so glad you've covered that one, by the way. Just just to be clear to our listeners, we have not rehearsed this at all. So um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're covering the one that I haven't. Please continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I think what happened here was Ian Millsy, uh, you know, he had a he had a little a little phone call to his cousin Callum, um, <laughs> who who declared that he went to the rugby and uh, and yeah. was a late late out, um, leaving Alec with just uh, sixty six in the back emergency. However, that was it proved to be enough. Um, so Alec got the crucial victory by eleven points, um, and he can thank his. Uh, key players such as Rowan Marshall, who scored 122, and uh, also likes going to the rugby, I believe, um, and Chris Main, who got 110. So those guys really stood up, and it would be absolutely awful for Alec if they were somehow both missing this week. <laughs> oh God, that's harsh, man. Uh, no, too many rugby fans in your team. There you go. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you're doing wrong. Not sure what happened to Chris Main as well, because he's not on the Collingwood injury list, but he is listed out injured. So believe it or not, Chris Main injured. Like, <laughs> I'm shocked as well. Hey, you know, it, it took most of the season to, you know, to get him, right? Oh, so... I thought he'd missed. Uh, he missed early the first couple of games with that concussion the preseason. But, yeah, since then he'd actually been pretty good, hadn't he? Yeah, yep. as long as he's back for finals, I suppose. But yeah, that was an absolute thriller, and I know that Alec was sweating on that one. Um, he expected Ian to overtake him, so very lucky to get away there. Um, I've actually covered the other thriller in the round, uh, which an absolute highlight this one was uh, the bye taking on two keepers, one cup. And would you believe it, the bye gave him a hell of a run for his money. And I mean, I said it, the best keeper in all the land came into this game and gave Richard a hell of a scare. And of course, by that, I mean the 30-year-old Aaron Hall, um, a surefire five-year keeper for Brett to come with his 136 in this game, um, which actually seems to be pretty much a pass score for him these days. <laughs> his average without his um, midi sub score at the, in round two was actually 111, and it's just insane. He just keeps on going. Um he has to keep him for sure, and it's just going to be, might be the first time a 31-year-old is kept in um, round 18. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I think also, he was the med sub in round five too, so if you take that score off, his average probably goes up to 115 or something. Oh, you're not wrong. Jesus, it gets even better and better it's for him. crazy, yeah. It is crazy. 
Um, also, some guy called Josh Dunkley also played in this game. He got 83, and he probably won't play for a couple more weeks. So not much, not much of note there. Um, yeah, I heard uh, Brett say he didn't want him to get any midfield time. <laughs> so he, uh, he made sure he didn't get any midfield time the next week. <laughs> That's right. Got his wish. Careful what you wish for. Um, but Richard actually, um, Richard had his own super keeper, um, probably his round 18 keeper next year, Taron Thomas, who got him over the line with his huge 126. And I do remember Richard actually letting out a little bit of a squeal of excitement in the draft when he got Thomas in round 19. He was very, very happy to get him. Uh, we can see why. He has definitely improved over the year. And over his last, I haven't done the math, but I know that over his last five or six games he has been absolutely killing it um must be over 85 average at least definitely um and yeah looking looking very very good and not just uh kind of kind of seem to be one of those players that might be like quality over quantity but it looks like he can do a bit of both so that was his best score of the year by quite some margin he hadn't actually cracked the ton before um and then boom 126 so, yeah, really impressive from Taron Thomas, who was a number eight draft pick uh, for North Melbourne back a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it looks like they've found a real gem there. Um, I believe he was an academy player as well, which is a little bit interesting, I think, when uh, you look at his history. He's, um, yeah, he's an Indigenous player from Tasmania. Um, so I'm not sure that there was a whole lot, lot of other sporting options for him. Mm. Um you know, Tasmania being a, an AFL heartland as well. So, yep. but anyway, they got him through the academy and they, they are lucky to have him. Oh, that's a pretty good story. Yeah. Cool. Exciting stuff. Um, all right. Take us away with another highlight, Steve. All right. Well, um, I'll go back to, uh, I'll go back to um, <laughs> Alex team again. Um, Alex team has had a really interesting few weeks. So he, he got that important win in round 18. But in round 17, I'm actually more going to focus on Cam's uh, result over Alec because um, Cam absolutely stamped his finals credentials with a 1,617, beating Alec by nearly 200 points. And this was the week after uh, Alec did something quite remarkable, which we'll get to. Mm. So, um, yeah, I thought don't, don't, was... don't get ahead of yourself talking no, no, about no. a previous round. Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> back, back to the future here. So I think uh, I, I think that this this was a bit of a turnaround for Cam because he'd actually had a few games in a row. I mean, yeah, there was the buys and stuff, but I think he'd had a few games in a row under 1,500. Um, and then, boom, he's got two 1,600s in a row um, in round 18 and 17. Good time to play him uh, this week for me. for a down week maybe well Um, well, potentially and i think and i think to be like we were probably doubting whether he was one of the top contenders at that stage weren't we contenders yeah um so i will just uh in respect of this game um go back uh to um a little trade that happened prior to round 10 um it's a long time ago but uh none of the country was in lockdown so well, anyway, feels, feels we, like an age ago then. It definitely does. So we thought that. <laughs> I wish when, we were. Yeah, we thought uh, when Cam traded in one Jordan Degoe for um, getting rid of uh, Chris Main and Jared Pollock, we thought yes. that was a pretty shit deal, um, yes. didn't we? Um, and we did. We did. We were we were none too kind about Cam's um, part of that trade. 
I think it might have even been the week we had Cam as a guest um, on the show uh, to discuss his trade, or the week after that. So we had him on. Got, we had him on a couple of weeks later, I think. But yeah, yeah, right. Close so the enough. first yeah. the first week uh, that Cam had to go, he scored forty, and he was very much in that sort of um, you know small forward, mid sized forward sort of role mm-hmm. um, with nine possessions against Port Adelaide. But since then, Bart, since then, six weeks, <laughs> he's averaged 109. He's absolutely gone ballistic. He did wow. exactly what Cam wanted him to do um, and go into the midfield full-time for the last three weeks of Buck's career. And and certainly he's, he's been even better for the first three weeks of um, under Rob Harvey. So, yeah, 109 average over, over the six weeks. Um, yeah, that's that's incredible. Cam deserves a lot of credit for that one. He doesn't always get his calls wrong, which I'll get into a bit later. But when he does, um, Wait, he doesn't like often this get is... them wrong, or he doesn't often get them right. <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, I I, heard, I was on the fence with this one. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, he gets a bit of both. But I think he's had a yo and a shoey, and and now this is um this is a well, degoey. Well, so yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, you win that's... some, you lose some. Those are the ones I was going to mention, and I bet on two of those, and I didn't bet on the degoey, so I'm pretty happy about it. Um, but yes, uh, he absolutely nailed this one. He said that there's not many forwards have the potential that degoey does, um, and we still thought, eh, but is it going to be anything? And he's absolutely um well. He's a huge commodity to have now. You'd love to have him in your forward lane. Yeah, I think he averaged about 50 at the time of the trade, and he's now got that average closer to 80. Um, so that was the, that was a highlight for me of the last few weeks. And, uh, yeah, how, how about you? Do you have something well, else? Well, just as we're sort of talking about Cam, I might as well jump in with the fact that Cam is one of only two teams across the last three weeks to go on a three-game winning streak. Um, he is, in fact, only matched by Ed Ed Redemption. Um, but yes, those he has had, uh, the, just like you said, those two scores of 1,600, um, which have set him up very nicely. Um, and uh, I just wanted to actually mention a different player of his, which was Sam Walsh, um, who has gone over the last three games, 128, 132, and 155. Um, sadly, not the best averaging uh, player uh, so far, but a very, very good one for him to have. Um, he is a huge commodity for him. Um, another trade-in, so well done again, Cam. And another player that I wanted to shout out of his uh, was Peter Wright. So interestingly here, Steve, um, Cam has started Peter Wright for a 76, which was in this game against Alec. Um, as an emergency loophole. And then just last week, he started him for 105 points against North Melbourne, uh, a master stroke by Cam. And maybe Cam's got it right. He's mastered right. He's got it right. Shane couldn't get it right. He couldn't get nope. Peter right, right. And uh, Cam's got him right. So Cam's figured it out. He knows when to start him. And when you know how to start Peter right, you score big. So there you go. Well done, Cam. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um selection there from from cam (laughs) yes very good all right (laughs) do you have a different point um i guess a a different uh, highlight actually yeah do you have any more highlights from this round round 17 i actually thought nothing else of note happened and i wanted to move on from round yes yes i'll 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 mention one that deserves uh deserves a bit of a mention i think steve let's not run away from it uh, 1589 versus 1329 was the scoreline of Seven Year Titch versus Oliver's Twist. I 
got a nice win against Steve. But to your credit, Steve, you uh, did not fall for my trap of uh, going in for a bet. As uh, we had discussed earlier in the season, I think uh, I was uh, looking forward to changing your team name or something else twisted. <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> but you weren't very confident going into this one, I guess. Uh, yeah, we can see why. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a. Let me just let me just uh, run through a little bit. I had eight tons on my side of the fence. You and no scores under sixty. Unfortunately for yourself, Steve, you had six scores under sixty, and we'll just give a bit of a shutdown to all of those guys. So uh, James Aish, uh, Mitch Robinson, Mark Blitzavs, Bailey Williams, Devin Robertson, and Charlie Cameron. Charlie Cameron with sixteen points that round. Um, making it onto your forward line because you had seemingly no one else to start up forward. Um, what do you have to say about that? Well, um, obviously, Charlie Cameron had that juicy matchup uh, <laughs> against Kilda in a clear in a clear win for Brisbane. There was no question of that. Um, and yeah, so I fell for the the Charles Cameron trap, and I believe he then. Uh, he managed to score more than 16 in the first five minutes the following week. Um, he didn't score that well still, but yes. No, but he started. He did, he did score over 16. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, this is a career low score excluding injuries. So Is it really a, a career? Yeah. Career low. I couldn't wow. have picked the worst time to start Charlie Cameron. That's amazing. I also noticed that in what's becoming a running theme for you, Steve, you didn't have a uh, much in the way of emergency cover in your forward line. Um, one could say that might come back to bite you at some point. Maybe. Um, so just on Cameron, he'd actually scored 10 goals across his previous four games. So I, I liked his form. I liked the opponent. They were strong favourites. Um, I threw up a few options to to, um, to start that week, as in I, I thought about... Um, Josh Kennedy against North Melbourne and a few others like that. And, yeah, North beat West Coast, so it wouldn't have worked out that much better <laughs> for me. Um, but, yes, uh, I don't necessarily believe in having emergencies in the forward line. It's not really essential, so I'm not going to have one the following uh, few weeks either. It's just unnecessary. It's, it's <laughs> but, the following few weeks, you're saying? Well, uh, round 18, round 19, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Well, it doesn't seem like you need them um, if uh, your round 18 result is anything to go by. Where, yes, Steve got a win with a donut in his uh, forward line. A green uh, donut. <laughs> Hobie Green donut. Another rugby player. Rugby fan, I mean. That's right. That's right. Okay, so I guess he'll be missing. So that's uh, a source of more donuts to come. Yeah. Um, but, yes, Steve... Um, yeah, I guess not too much else to say about that one. I was um, pretty happy about it, and I guess there's not too much you could have done, no matter who you picked, to replace Cameron. Yeah, look, unless I found someone who was going to score 287 <laughs> or something, then, then I wasn't too worried about it. Um, you need to go from career low to career, well, to, to AFL high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, All right. so let's move on. Yes, yeah, I'm... <laughs> Put you out of your misery. All right, let's go. Let's travel backwards another round. Was yeah? Did you have a highlight from round sixteen? I certainly did. Um, I certainly did. So, I'm sure you're you've also got something to say about this one. But this week, this round sixteen brought about a new leader in our in our best weekly score prize. 
uh, with Alex massive 1,775, well and truly surging him into finals contention. And uh, his team has really started to click even without a single game from his first round pick. Mm. Um, so That's impressive, yeah. Yeah, the 1775, I'll have to break it down a little bit more for you. But I feel like when I looked at it, it was really the highlight was just having no bad scores in a way. Um, His like worst score was Cam, Cam Guthrie, Guthrie, which is the most which surprising is so player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who's yeah. averaging like 108 this year and he got his worst score of the year. Um, so yeah, 58. And then his next worst was 71, but just lots of scores in the, you know, the nineties as well as um, I think really? seven, seven tons. Only one under 70 and then 13 scores above 90. Um, that's yeah. how you get a top score in this league. And it's, um, sorry, to, sorry to steal this one away from you, uh, Steve. I'll, uh, I'll let you come back in in a sec. But he, it, it's sorry that we've taken so long to talk about this one, Alec, because this one really deserved a bit of a mention, didn't it? Um, it's only the third score that's gone over 1,700 um, this season. And it's just very well, I, I see it. I think it's very hard to see anyone beating this, to be honest. Um, I think this is very like to have the top score wrapped up for the season. Um, we've only got two more rounds to do it in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this will win it and should win it. And with names like Mason Wood and Lincoln McCarthy, and <laughs> it's hard to hard to see this being beaten. Well, that was kind of my point about this one, actually, was that it was really a story of his free agents. Because um, um, even Lena with an 80 points is a pretty solid, you know, contribution in there. And then you've mentioned the others. Um, and uh, Mason Wood, <laughs> just like, he just plugs them in for the one game. So Alec actually got burnt by starting him for an 11 um, earlier this season in round 12. Mm. Yeah. And surprised he didn't have PTSD over that. He's still putting him in there, plugging him all you know, straight into his starting lineup and he gets rewarded with this. Unfortunately, Mason Wood doesn't go on to play again. Um, but, you know, Alec uh, got what he needed out of him. So well done. Yeah. He's actually been injured in two games this year for a 23 and an 11. Um, and aside from that, he's been pretty, pretty good from a mm. fantasy perspective and a football perspective. So I think he's going to extend his, um, I assume that St Kilda will probably extend him for another year. Um, so he might actually be tempting a few more players uh, to draft him next year. Yeah, he's actually a very interesting one. I wouldn't really know where to place him at all. Um, yeah, definitely an interesting one to watch. Um, I had one one extra shout-out for Alec, uh, which was Braden Fiorini, the free agent that we haven't mentioned yet, um, which is just an exceptional pickup by him. So he got 101 in this game. Um, overshadowed a little bit by Mason Wood, but um, completely outdone him going forward with 113 and 109 after this. And it's just like, you know, when he can get an absolute, well, it is a jet, right? Is a jet that he's picked up off free agency. It's, you know, you got to say that's one of the best free agent pickups that you can, you can get. Um, and yeah, I have to say, uh, pretty much every other team in the league tried to. Uh... <laughs> they did. Hit the jackpot. We've got cornflakes. We've got seven-year titch. We've got I shot the Sharon. We've got all of this twist. We've got what's up, Doc. We've got two gigs one cup and man eight Barcelona. Eight owners. Eight, eight owners. Eight owners before he finally found his home. <laughs> I mean, what's we it? all knew he had it in him. Pierini's averaged a hundred before for a season, so um, it's just astonishing that Gold Coast took this long to actually give him a give him a game. Really, um, mm. it's not like they were winning heaps of games like. 
they should have they should have plugged him in and tried him. He may not have the best disposal, but at least he can win the ball. Unlike but there's some something to the, say about that kind of guy, isn't there? Like yeah, you do need someone Robinson who can win or, the ball. Mm. Yeah, yeah, someone who's a bit, you know, like just a good contested player and just gets the ball. Like um, he's a little bit like. <laughs> Not not quite this level, but you know how Tom Mitchell could never get a game for Sydney, um, getting 40 touches a week in the NEFL, and then lo and behold, he actually dominates in the AFL as well. Um, Sign him up for a Brownlow, guys. If you're into Brownlow, <laughs> he's a Tom Mitchell light, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a bad comparison at all. It's very very true, and sometimes coaches, I think, get a bit carried away with. Um, you know, Stuart Jew, I think, especially, is, is not playing any of the guys who do rack it up in the VFL. Um, uh, to all the frustration of us uh, fantasy coaches who pick up the Fiorinis and the McPhersons and the... Um, oh, well, I can't remember his name because he's... <laughs> Ainsworth was dominating for a while and then he finally got into the team again. And Will Bloody Brody, that's his Will name. Brody, Blocked you know, him out of my mind. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is all these guys are first-round draft picks, so it's it's they've got, you know, they've had the talent all along, really, um, that all those guys we've mentioned. So, um, yeah, it's really strange. It is strange, but we are going off on a little bit of a tangent here. So well done, Alec, for getting the Gold Coast Lottery completely right there. Um and yeah, probably winning yourself. Can't remember how much it is. Probably hundred bucks. So, so very good. Did you have any more to say about that one, Steve? No more about that match. No. No. All right. Um, sorry, I really interjected there and took most of that, but I will continue on with um, my next point, which was actually about your team, which you might have wanted to talk about as well. Um, but uh, sorry. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but you can go ahead. You won, you won in week in round sixteen. Oh no, I and, do remember, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a it takes yeah. It's, it's a long time ago that you won. It's actually not because you won last week as well. So you've won two games, and this is the thing: you've won two games across the last three rounds with scores in the thirteen hundreds. This was a thirteen twenty two. And um, in round 18, you won for 13-34. These are not, you know, not world-beating scores. Uh, this one was the fourth worst of the week, and round 18 was the third worst of the week. But, hey, you've gone two for one. Um, sorry, two, yeah, two wins, one loss in the next last three rounds, which is not bad. It's kept you in finals contention, and it's uh, all the credentials that a finals-worthy team needs, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a tactical decision, of course. <laughs> yes. Take it easy before finals, um, you know. It's it's fine. Um, so did you have much more on that other than that I had a shit score? <laughs> I'm afraid not. Was that the last game that Wiverton played for you? It was. Yeah, it was. And Jack Redden got injured. So West Coast uh, have really gone downhill without those superstars. Obviously, um, it's just mm. down to if, those if, two guys. If, if last week is anything to go by, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they were playing a shit team, so... Let's have a look. Um, the, it was also the, a farewell, farewell game for Jack Higgins for you. Which round? Round 16. Oh, yeah, because he got injured after that. Yeah. Yeah. Injured and then traded. That's right. That's, you know, if you want to carry any more injuries, that was it. That's it. Yeah, that, that bet's looking interesting now. I think they're only 100 points apart, and Higgins is out. My Jack Higgins is out this week, and Shiggins is not out. So it's Did getting you say they're, they're, they're about 100 points apart? They are exactly 100 points apart. Exactly. So yeah. this actually sets us up for a thrilling conclusion, Steve, 
to the Shiggins versus Jiggins bet. Yeah. Um, I don't think nice. we could have planned this any better, actually. No, they've both had a you know a couple of a minor injury or whatever, and it's uh yeah they might both miss three weeks or something. So it'll really be, <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be a close one. I I really hope that Shiggins gets close to a hundred. Jiggins comes back and we can just see them just play out the rest of the season. Yes, yes, yep. that'll be good. And that'll that'll finish in round twenty three, I assume, um, right yes. through to the grand final. Yep, that's right. Cool. Um, so I did have one other highlight in round 16, um, mm-hmm. if I may. So we did that recording that hasn't been released and we had a feature matchup and everyone will hear about this later. Um, and that feature matchup finally got it right. I shot the Sharon versus edited redemption. It was first and third at the time. Mm. And, uh, I said it was a thrilling top three matchup. Um, and it, as it turned out to be, um, <laughs> <laughs> Kieran prevailed by two points because Max copped a donut with laid outs from Andrew Gaff, Lockie Neal, and an injury to Tex Walker. So it just took, it just took two of his best <laughs> midfielders and, a, and an injury um, to, to get uh, the win for Kieran by just two points. But <laughs> it actually is crucial for the season. Like, this is the reason Kieran's now, um, you know, third on the ladder and, and very well and truly in top two contention absolutely Um, so that was certainly a highlight um yeah 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 yeah. that that, that was an absolutely thrilling ending that was the week um steve that um milsey was dropping all of his doomsday news um about lucky neil and yeah lucky neil included exactly so he was suspected of having some sort of injury he was named in the team and then lo and behold they Pulled a bit of a shifty one, and he well, obviously they were they were just seeing how he pulled up, but he did get a late withdrawal, um, and that would have been fine because Max had a 95 emergency. <laughs> but then on the Sunday, yes. uh, Andrew Gaff was withdrawn um, for West Coast embarrassing 92 point loss to Sydney. Um, so yeah, that was what cost Max the win, uh, amongst other things. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, pretty crazy week. Because um, yeah, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect to have two of your best buyers withdrawn. Like, yeah, you know, maybe I can't complain too much about my loss to Max when I see that this happened to him um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. This might be worse. Um, yeah, <laughs> this might be a little bit worse. Copying a, a donut and losing by two points. Um, surprised he didn't rage out a bit more. Um, also, uh, last game that. Josh Dacos played for is going to play for the Sharons. Um, was this one his uh, mm. farewell game? A nice 95, and then uh, not to be seen for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, he did quite a bad injury, didn't he? Like a was it a bad hammy or something? Or I just yeah, oh, I don't remember finger. Oh, bad finger injury. Wow. Yeah, mm. potentially ruling out for the for the rest of the season. I think it was one that Max was sort of carrying already. Like as in Dacos carrying and not sure if we want to keep him. He got a 95 for him though, so not enough to get him the win. So I don't know whether he'd mm. be happy about that. Yep. Alrighty. Well, I guess to um, have you got any more highlights from the last few weeks? Otherwise, I'll just give you a quick statistical wrap up. Uh, I I actually do not. No. Feel feel free. Go ahead. Alrighty. Well, uh, I have looked at the best players in each position um i know we talked about the best midfielders already um 
So uh, counting upwards, we've got, uh, this is across the last three weeks, um, yep. we've got Ollie Wines averaging 132, Took Miller averaging 135, mm. Sam Walsh, as you mentioned, averaging 138, and best of all, Jack Steele, the man of steel, averaging 148 for Jesus. Uh, the top of the ladder team. Um, has a lot to do with um, Max's success this year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Potentially the best first round pick he could have got. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, certainly. Um, so those are the top four centres. Now, we haven't talked about the tops in other positions. I'm not sure if you've looked at them. Uh, but I'd like you to have a guess, perhaps. Um, top three forwards over the last three weeks, if you if you want to have a stab. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Um, no, I haven't looked at them at all. Um, top three forwards might be a... Oh, Dangerfield's been doing pretty well for me. He might be up there. Yep, um, he is third with 111. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking... I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking... No, I can't think of anyone. We've talked um, about both of them, actually. Today? Yeah. Ah, oh, have we? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. Jordan Degoe, averaging 120 oh, over the last no week. way. That is surprising. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the other guy is Aaron Hall, averaging 121 over the last of three course, games. Of course. Of course. Aaron bloody Hall. It's just, I just don't even think of him when you say forward, you know? Top yep. averaging forward. It doesn't spring to mind. Yep. No, Amazing, was, isn't it? I was thinking like Dane Zorko maybe or something, but no. Yep. Now, I guess it'll probably be a bit easier to Defenders. guess the top three backmen. Oh, last three weeks. Uh, yeah, he's in there. He's second best with 119 average. Shit, he's not the best. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, got to be... Who's the best? Who's the best? Who's the best? Um, I mean, fuck, I don't know. I think Callum Mills has been doing pretty well, but he he, he missed last game, so it can't be him. Um, well, he's it's... still in the top three for average with 116 across the two games. Okay. And then number one... Whitfield? Nope. It's someone else we've talked about a few times tonight. Wait, is this a trick and it's Aaron Hall again? It is. It is Aaron Hall again. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> He's the best player in the competition. He's the best forward and the best wise. back. How can you, yeah. how can you lose? He probably could get three different statuses. He could be a center as well. <laughs> I know. It's just so ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. That's that's actually surprised me. That's that's good. I like that. Um, Steve, I've just taken a look at the league medal for the year. So uh, you know, if no, no one's aware, there is a league medal. You can see it on the league page if you just scroll down. It we get votes every round. Um, a three-two-one scenario, and it happens to be the three centres that you've mentioned um, are leading the pack. In third, Jack Steele with twenty votes. In Second, Took Miller with 21. And at the top of the pack, Sam Walsh with 22 votes this season. So reflecting, obviously, the highest averaging players quite well there, but also showing who really carries each team, I think. Yeah, that is good. Um, I also thought we should mention the top two Ruckman because Rucks are an often forgotten position. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the, oh, the, top, the top two. <laughs> the top two from the past three weeks, yeah. No one else has averaged over 100 but these two guys. So. This is this a trick question? No. Wait, it's got to be Grundy and Gorn. No. 
Darcy? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Shit. Wait, Grundy okay. and Gorn aren't averaging. How are they not averaging over 100? No, so for the last three weeks, Grundy is his second, averaging 105. And uh, Sean Darcy's number one with an average of 113.7 over the last three weeks. Jesus. And Gorn has averaged 99.7. So. Oh, Gorn, lift your game. Yeah, That's poor. pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Wow. No, I like this. I like this game. Let's, uh, yeah, well, Sean Darcy has been an absolute re- revelation this year, hasn't he? And, uh, yeah, chalk him up for another, what, you know, 10-year, five-year keeper. What are we doing? Five-year keeper because he was drafted after round 18. So there you go. Correct. So another Ruckman drafted too late and five years. <laughs> five <laughs> drafted years so a, late yeah. and dropped to the waivers. Like, <laughs> nobody values Rucks in this bloody league. It's ridiculous. And dropped after round one to the waivers. <laughs> he didn't play round one, but still. Uh, that's good. By, um, by a Fremantle fan, no less. By a Fremantle fan, yeah. Oh, God. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that brings us to a wrap for... Oh, I did have one more thing. This one was, was one for Cam as well. I did mention that he gets a, a lot of calls right, but he did get one wrong. Just uh, wanted to remind him of the shooey for shooey bet. That's one for Cam and for everybody else. Looking forward to Cam doing a shooey. Um, given that um, it's it's well, let's not let's not rule it out yet. I suppose um, Shui is missing two games at the moment. He needs to raise his average to 100 points. He's currently on 67 from the point that Cam uh, brought him into his team, which need, means that he only needs 431 points um, in his last three games, or an average of 143. Um, across those last three. To, oh, Jack uh, Steele proved it's to do it. doable. So. <laughs> there you go. Just needs yeah. to do a steal, a, a Superman, a steel Superman, something like that. And, uh, yeah, a man of steel. We'll get him. We'll get him doing me the shoey instead. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep a keep a close eye on that one, hey, Steve. We'll, <laughs> You're probably we'll feeling quite confident. Yeah. Is, yeah. So, did you <laughs> say you three games or four games? Three games. Because uh, he's missing two. Oh, well, is he guaranteed to be missing the next two, is it? He is guaranteed by my word, but also by the injury list, which never lies a calf for two weeks. So I'm going off of that. He, it could potentially, yes, be, it could be less, it could be more, but um, I'm saying two. Yeah. And how's um Yo going? I think he's lifted his game a bit since those first couple, which is as expected. He's working his way back into it. He's got one ton this year. What was the bet there? Would he average 100 from round 13 onwards or something? Was that the... Yes, yes, that's the yep. bet. And Cam is practicing his around the world and he's uh, walking the dog as we speak. Because I Excellent. think that one's, that one's a very unlikely for him as well. But, Would you um... say you've snagged it in the bag? <laughs> <laughs> snagged it in the bag! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to say that, yes. That, that actually felt pretty good. All right, it's... shall we shall we move on, Steve? Yes, we shall. All right, so the next uh, segment that we've got to talk about, and this is our very last segment for um, this year of Wall Street, uh, because the trade deadline passed on Sunday, and I actually didn't expect much to happen before that, but surprisingly, there were a couple of trades. So we'll discuss them now, and they all happen to involve the same individual, the same individual who's been doing most of the trading in this league. Cam, 
Cam uh, Magic Walters himself uh, trying to snag some more in the bag where he can. Um, let's run through them, Steve. We had Cam trading Patty Dow for Jared Polek to um, so Alec gave Jared Polek to Cam. Cam gave Patty Dow. I mean, does this even need discussing? Like, what do you think about that trade? Uh, I think it's not worth discussing. <laughs> Two useless players, right? Which was only made funny by the fact that I sort of made fun of Paddy Dow and Cam instantly traded him away. Um, Alec took him. I don't know why. I don't know why. They're both useless players. Who cares? Then Cam does the most Cam thing, which is to trade the guy he just got away to you, Steve. So let's. you can probably talk more about this one. You got Jared Pollock and Jared, Jared Berry. Um, a pair of Jacks you traded away for a pair of Jareds or... Jarrods. Uh, <laughs> so Jackson Haley and Jack Higgins, Jared Pollock and Jarrod Berry. Um. <laughs> yes, Jarrod Berry. Um, <laughs> I guess I felt that Haley was useless, so I was happy to get a useless player in return in Pollock. <laughs> uh, at least Pollock's an emergency this week. Um, That's true. Not. Um, so I you feel must- like. So did you just get did you just give up on Haley? I mean, you've, you you yes. have carried him all season. Yes. yes. Yeah, I have given up on him. He's not even been in the emergencies list. When he plays, he's a sub. Uh, doesn't get a proper go. So I have just given up uh, on him. I understand your thinking because when he was on, okay, so let's just let's just be clear that Camp dropped Jackson Haley not long after getting him, and he was on waivers. And I thought about picking him up i didn't actually put in a waiver in the end i'll be honest because i actually might have gone through a similar process to what you have um in the past which is uh, it could be a game changer though if jackson Haley gets named i mean you know play play in the mids he'll rack it up but feels like a trap feels like yeah. a just clogger yeah yeah and this is um you know matt crouch shouldn't be that far away from coming back so not back this week but maybe next week um, so, yeah, I just see Haley not getting a game, whereas Polek, I feel, is, you know, probably legitimately one, maybe two, you know, injuries uh, away from the North Melbourne best 22. So um, that's – I'd rather just – at this point, I'd rather have Polek. Um, Fair enough. And, yeah, Higgins for Berry. Well, obviously, they both had their injury problems. Um, Berry a lot more so. Um, I felt my team was short of centres. I feel like this guy can average 85 um if you know if he is fit he is named this week he's got a few weeks well for my sake he's not really got a few weeks um he's basically got you know got to go from this week onwards and did you expect him to be named this week yeah i did um or i certainly hoped he would be and and i I, yeah i felt like he was a you know a test on the injury list for the previous week um which suggests you're pretty damn close um so yeah i feel like this guy should be averaging you know 90 um, yeah. 85 to 90. He may not get that this week, first week back. Um, but anyway, uh, I just felt at this point it was more valuable for me to have the extra midfielder, even though I am now short of boards. Higgins wasn't going to be playing this week anyway. Um, so for this week, it didn't really matter if I had Higgins or not. So, yeah, I was happy enough with it. Cam offered it. I accepted it. No uh, negotiation required. It's, it's sometimes it happens with Cam, doesn't it? He'll just throw something out that he really can't like accept fast enough. Oh, um, you think this was a good trade for me? Is that is that the implication? Or I 
I think knowing how much you've been starved for centers, I think you couldn't click, click accept fast enough when you saw this trade. Um, I think I think that you needed these sort of players. And yeah, I mean, maybe Haley for Pollock is a bit of nothing. But yeah, you probably could have... Yeah, I don't know. You, you can do without a forward to get a center in. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, the next trade that happened um, was the final trade of the season was Cam again uh, trading off Hunter Clark, who he got from you uh, weeks back, but then had actually improved on the injury list. So he thought he might only come back for finals, uh, fantasy finals, maybe the back end of them. But it looks like he's going to be a little bit closer. Um, and he traded him away for Tom Hickey off of Nick. Um I actually really like this one for Cam, Steve, because Cam had Matt Flynn at his, as his ruck for the last few weeks, and mm. he's injured, um, mm. which meant that he had no ruck. Um, so he was actually a little bit desperate. I'm not sure if Nick realized maybe how desperate he was, but obviously being a last sort of the last trade of the season, probably not much time to negotiate anyway. Um, I don't think Hunter Clark is a bad grab for Nick at all. But it is, I think, a very good get for Cam to get someone the quality of Tim Hickey, Tom Hickey um, to be his number one ruck. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think um, this is, you know, this is a game. Oh, this is a season-saving trade for Cam because I, uh, I mean, without without Hickey, he would right now be starting. I guess Peter Wright. So yeah, this is in the ruck in the ruck line. So. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Uh, pun unintended, but yes, you're right. Uh, that he that was actually not a bad option for him to swing into his rucks. I didn't yeah, see that. But I still feel like Wright is a guy who's probably averaging you know 65 or something, and Hickey's yep. probably if fit, he's probably averaging 85. So yep. you know this could save or this could it could be 15 to 20 points a game, um, and that also doesn't account for you know losing Wright from the forward line, which which he might have cover for with Jack Higgins next week, but. Yeah, I think this is a really good trade for Cam. Um, it's not that it's bad for Nick. Like Hunter Clark probably should be playing uh, the first week of fantasy finals, but you know Nick might not make the first week of fantasy finals um, in in the top six sense. Um, so yeah, I guess Nick just feels he didn't really need Hickey. He was just a, a, a backup ruckman because he's got Nankervis. Um He's, he's also got he's also Peter got Adams. Peter Adams and Darcy yes. Cameron. So he's um, he's probably all right for yeah ruck backups, um, but yeah, it's pro- probably a win-win trade, I suppose. But if I was Nick, I'd be looking for a player who was actually fit and playing at this yeah. point. Yeah, I, I I guess I would have as well. Maybe not too much wiggle room given how late this came in, but um, yeah, 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 game saving for Cam. So well done, and Cam gets three trades in before the tread, the deadline hits. It's just like, he's just trying try to bump those numbers up. And um, now that we're at a close of business on Wall Street, I can tell you the final tally, um, <laughs> which will be probably no surprise to you about who is the top trader. But let's start from the bottom. Um, the final trade count for the season, our toughest customer of all, um, keeping his cards very close to his chest is, do you want to have a guess? Um, hmm. Sahil? Surprisingly not. No, it's uh, it is Kieran. Kieran only did uh, only had one trade for the whole season. Um, Sahil, in fact, had 
well, I thought I'd be able to bring that up a bit quicker, <laughs> four for the season. Yeah. Um, so Kieran with only one. But we'll move to the top three. Um, third most traded for the season. Uh, this is shared between you and Milsey, Steve, with seven trades. Nice. Yeah, so you're well, you're well up there. Um, and second is Brett, the sellout kink. Obviously, all those sellout trades added up. And then, so it was seven for third, nine, nine for second, but in first place, Cam, with 16 trades <laughs> this season. The man, the myth, the prophet. Um, it seems like he never sleeps. There's always a new offer in your inbox. Uh, you know, it's just sort of second nature to see an offer from him. Um, he counters in a flash, and uh, he also is the man with the most round 18 picks we've ever had in history. So, well done, Cam. <laughs> well, well done. Yeah, he, he does make the season or the the whole league and the season quite enjoyable with his um antics. So, good on him. Um, he does, he does. It wouldn't be the same without all of this act, trading action, and we wouldn't have a segment like Wall Street without him. So, thank you, Ken, on behalf of FMDT. Yeah, <laughs> he's a content creator or he's a inspirer of content at least. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, he's obviously a content creator too, isn't he? In his own right, of course. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on forward to some another great bit of content that we've had created. Steve, are you ready for the next segment? Sure am. Uh, it is a segment that we couldn't let this uh, we couldn't let go by um, without having your amazing slash ter- terrifying intro song one more time. Um, and <laughs> I wish I had it ready to play for you right now but i don't you'd think you would given you had the lead into it (laughs) (laughs) i know i know it felt like it felt like i would and i don't even know if it would play if i played it right now over skype anyway and i feel like that's too difficult to get into so instead i'll work my editing magic and everybody will hear it and uh what do you go with steve amazing or terrifying i'd say it's both why not you know put in a lot of thoughts that's right. Why why box you into one genre? You're absolutely right. All right. So diamonds in the rough. So uh, I have gone through the last three rounds. Uh, let's run through them in quick order. Running uh, this time uh, in from round 16. So we had our top uh, waiver pick of the week be uh alex mason wood who got him that amazing score so well done alec for picking up a guy off waivers that's going to score you 107 points that's pretty damn good and also get you the top score of the week so well done um this week was also notable steve for the fact that lance franklin was uh the first waiver wire pick who was swiftly scooped i scooped up by milsey um he got him 92 points that week and one that Nick sort of had to let go. Um, another one was Angus Brayshaw, who also was scooped up, didn't uh, serve his owner as well. But yeah, uh, it was the week before that Nick had to really offload, jettison a few of his troops because he didn't, he just couldn't carry that many players. Um, you still there, Steve? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there was some lag because it just sounded like I heard five seconds between each word. So I don't know what's going on. 
Oh, I was just expecting more of a reaction, but that's all right. I mean, <laughs> it's not the most exciting of segments, I understand. Right. Uh, no, you're right. He had to jettison players. Uh, Franklin and Rayshaw got cut, so that's yeah. um, the way it goes sometimes. That's it. That's it. Thank you. That's the input I was looking for. All right. So looking at the bottom of the pack, and unfortunately it was um, it was me. Uh, Lockie Shorts got me 22 points. Um, I got the absolute call of the week, and it was – Notable for being a week that I was I was really stoked about. I thought I was chasing the top score because I had nine tons um, that week, which was actually more than Alec had. He only had eight that week. And I really thought I was a good chance. And then there was that one major blemish, and that was Lockie Short's 22 points, a stain that I just couldn't get rid of. Um, <laughs> and it meant that I didn't even crack the 1,700 club. Uh, that week so yeah that was pretty bad and you know what I actually tried to find a runner-up for this week and I went through like the next like seven <laughs> players and none of them were started so nobody else was as stupid as me Just <laughs> uh, start an absolute turd like Lockie Schultz so well done to the rest of you um, and just for reference um, before we move into the next round this round had an average of 61 across its free agents which is not too bad Round 17, on the other hand, had an average of 53 across its uh, free agents. A pretty, pretty bad round. There were only two players that managed to score over 80 in this week. Um, they were Harry Schoenberg, uh, who Brett scooped up. Uh, actually, Kieran picked him up first and then dropped him, and then Brett scooped him up. He got 83. He went even bigger than the week after, but uh, we're not mentioning that. And uh, he was an un he was a emergency for Brett, but the top scorer, well done for the diamond of the week. You shine bright, Cam Zerha for Shane, mm. uh, with a 97. So not a bad score, and he's actually had a pretty good run from his last three, I believe, averaging over 80 from his last three. So not a bad pickup at all. Mm. Mm. Uh, on the other side of things, uh, it's already been mentioned. I already gave you a bit of stick for it, Steve. So Charlie Cameron, 16 points. You are the coal for the week. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, this week was also notable for the fact that Chris Burgess was picked up by Cam off waivers. Um, he put in an actual waiver request for him, kept him for three days. And then the day before he played, he dropped him. And Chris Burgess got 123 points. <laughs> Sorry. It's like an antimatter coal. It's like. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, unlucky Cam for touching that antimatter. Um, and as often happens with these things, Steve, um, Chris Burgess went on to become a top waiver pickup in round 18. And lo and behold, who started him? But okay. Shane. And he became the coal for the week. <laughs> Yes, you can't touch antimatter. It's it's bad. Uh, it's that amazing how often that happens. Um, can't go chasing points. Can't touch antimatter. However you want to put it. Um, unfortunately, Shane, you spared Alex some blushes because he would have been next on the um on there with forty six points, just one point more than Chris Burgess was. Paddy Dow, which he obviously didn't pick up off free agency, but he did trade in and start straight away. So I just thought that was worthy of a mention. <laughs> 
Um, on the top end of things, though, and this was a real good one. Um, it was a good week for free agency, by the way, with a 64-point average. That was the best across the three rounds. Um, less free agents in this round than any of the others, but so people were obviously just going for quality rather than quantity. Um, we had only we had uh, Quinton uh, Sparkle Narkle, 97 with Millsy. He's not the top guy. He's the runner-up. But the top guy getting him the win this week uh, by um, two points, Liam Ryan, 106 points for Richard, started just straight up, plugged him into his starting lineup, and he got him over the line by two points. I don't think you get much better than that, having your game saved by Liam Ryan. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I actually looked at Flying Ryan um, myself, uh, given my Ford woes, and I just thought, you know, that first game back sort of blues. Um, but no, against Adelaide, there's no there's no such thing. Um, <laughs> the guy who had scored 40 points in the three previous games before this one. Yeah, I, 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 thought he was I, I would ne- never see it coming. Oh, you mean before his injury? Yeah, his, yeah. His, his three, and I know he's been injured, but yeah, uh, his three previous game scores were 42, 40, and then 40, and then 106 against Adelaide. Yeah. Um, but obviously it took a, a, a Port fan, not an Adelaide fan, to pull the trigger. Yeah, he's definitely a um, you know a, an all or nothing type player from a fantasy perspective because he got a, a 100 before the 340s as well. So it's, um, you know, it's a dart throw and it, it worked out. It worked out spectacularly. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well done, Richard. Um, and there we have it, the diamonds and the coal for for the week. And um, I hope, hopefully I'll be able to actually sum up all the diamonds and the coal that we've had across the season um, in some coming episodes to let everybody know who's been the best free agent picker-upper and the worst of the season. Excellent. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be. All right, so we're on to our next segment, the tea leaves. Ah, fresh cup of Joe. Uh, Joe, tea, which has leaves, which we used to predict the future. Um, As always, Steve, we're looking ahead. Um, This time it's a little bit different, though. So we thought um, we'd be looking ahead for the next two weeks um, as we were recording um, next week. And we're going to look ahead at what the future holds for our teams um, with two weeks left before finals. And we've sort of looked at the ladder and there seems to be three clear divisions. We've got the top four, which are the teams that are locked into finals right now and pretty much competing for a precious buy in the finals, which we know is all important. You're going to skip a week. Um, very important. We've got the next four, which feasibly any of those four could make it into finals. Um, or could be knocked out. And then we've got the bottom four, which unfortunately for them, their finals dreams are over for the season, but they can still have a strong showing and uh, try to avoid the wooden spoon. So we're going to run through those, Steve. Give, it a, sure give, a, give a few predictions. Um, do you want to take us away with the... Do you want to start with the top? Yeah, let's, let's start from the top. Um, so I shot the Sharon. Um, he is currently 12 and 6 he's playing shane this week and cam in round 20 um and in terms of his key outs and any players that might be coming back in uh he has Lockie ash who's on the fringe of the giants best 22 Mm. yet again 
and he has uh, Will Hoskin Elliott out, who got injured uh, last week, and he picked up Basher Hurley a couple of weeks ago, who's um, who he's carrying on the bench just in case he comes back in. The Is last he coming back? Well, I think he's weeks like three to five on the injury list. I know that's yeah. what it says, but then you know that three to Badger four. Yeah. played yeah. his last game. I thought I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I don't enough. think anyone's saying he's played his last game. I think there was some article that said, oh, has he played his last game? But he's actually running on the treadmill, it says. So, well, yeah, he's a chance. And I think in top spot, you deserve to carry a player who averages 90 in case he plays the grand final week or the week before that. I'd sort of brought him out, so it could be a savvy pickup for him. For yeah, him. it could be quite handy. Um, in terms of this week, who he's getting back, he's just getting Oleg Markov back, a handy um, a handy sort of B5 type player. For sure. Um, so that's the state of play for Max. Um, with those two games, I think my expectation is he'll win both and finish outright top on 14 wins, six losses for the year. Mm. With those two games, so well, I mean, Cam, Cam could be absolutely. I'm tipping Max. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, um, we'll we'll run through our tips, I guess, to to just quickly summarise them at the end. But we'll obviously sure. be covering off the the expectations now. So Cam is in second place, and he has two extremely interesting matchups. Uh, dare I say, um, <laughs> he is also on twelve six. He has me this week and Max in round twenty. Um, so, in terms of his outs, he's got Jeremy Howe still carrying him. He's got Jack Higgins still uh, at least a week away, and Luke Shuey one to two weeks as well. Um, but this week he actually gets a couple of interesting players back. Um, he's getting Matt Taberner back, who I believe he traded from you, possibly. He, I got him from free agency. I ran ah, out. Of, I right. traded him Brett. I, he got injured like the first game he played for me, and I dropped him. Right. So he indirectly got him from you, um, and he's also <laughs> getting Dylan Shiel back potentially this week. He's on the extended bench, but I assume that means he's going to play. Um, any thoughts on that as a Essendon fan? Uh, whether he'll play? Yeah. yeah. I, I I would expect him to come in, yes. Um, it would be strange to to have him as an emergency at this point, I think. So, um, yeah, so Sheil and Tavern are two pretty good ins if they're fit, but we've seen a lot of players come back in and score 40 or 50 or whatever in their first game back. Um, and I've got Barry in that boat too. So, um there you go. Uh, I guess I think that Cam will go one-one. I think he'll beat me here and then uh, lose to Max. So that, in my opinion, will be unfortunately for Cam enough to see him drop into third in the end. Uh, yeah, after the home and away. So that's how I see it panning out. Any thoughts? Do you think he'll lose to me? Do you think he'll? Um, <laughs> I would like you to beat him. I think that would be good for me. But I feel like uh, that's a tough ask for you at the moment, Steve. So, yeah, Cam Cam will probably beat you. And I also think that he'll lose to Max. Yeah. All righty. So, Kieran's next. Uh, he is also on 12 wins and six losses. And he gets to face Richard this week. And then an extremely important matchup against you in round 20. Indeed. Um, yeah, so in terms of Kieran's outs, he's 
got uh, Kyle Langford injured recently. He's been mm. carrying Andy McGrath for a while, and he also has Josh Thomas just got injured, um, who's been in pretty good form recently for Collingwood. And Kieran um, is getting no one back in this week um, and likely no one back in the following week either. So uh, definitely a little bit weaker than he was a couple of weeks ago prior to those Langford and Thomas injuries. Yeah, um, so Sting. Yeah, McGrath, I think, is just carrying for keeper purposes at this point. I think at this point, yeah. I don't see him playing any any role in the fantasy season. Uh, Not in the regular season. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So I guess um, I look at that, and I, I am tipping a 1-1 result here um, because uh, he'll obviously drop this week to Richard and then destroy you. Um, no, he'll... <laughs> I think he'll beat Richard and then lose to you in round 20. Um, but that will be our feature matchup for round 20, forecasting that just now. Um, so that will be extremely crucial because to me that will decide which of those, um, you know, teams gets a, gets a buy. Um, so I guess we'll go straight into your team because it's so directly connected to that. You've got Brett this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll chalk that one up as a win. And then you've got Kieran. Um, so obviously that matchup is is all important. Um, you have Duncan on the sidelines, Chad Warner still on the bench, and you got Jack Scrimshaw named back in this week, which is probably something you're pretty happy about, I imagine. He only had a concussion, so I guess it was uh, I, I. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping that that would be the case. Nothing too serious for him. Um, I'm more happy about the fact that Josh Kelly has avoided any serious injury and he's playing this week. Well, there is rumour that he'll be laid out. So I guess, you, yeah, you certainly want to have some cover. Yeah, that's a good point. I've got Xavier Dersma back this week. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's actually pretty handy. Um, I mean, first game in a long time, but, yeah, that's that's good. Did Porter, you, got, you, Porter, Porter got the trifecta back this week. Rosie, yeah, Dersma, and Butters. Yeah, game. yeah. I noticed that. It was quite funny seeing the ins. Yeah, Rosie, Dersma, Butters. It's like, is this round... <laughs> one whenever, yeah. whenever they started, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I guess I'm uh, excited. I've, I've held him for a long time, so I'm hoping. Yeah, uh, obviously, obviously, been? first game back. Uh, well, I did drop him for a while. It's been since May. I can't uh, during buys. I think I or just You've before had buys. Him about eight weeks. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Wow, that is a lot of carrying for um, you know, for a guy who's, I suppose, not that upper echelon of uh, of elite. But anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, well, you'll be eating your words. Average 82 so far, you know, round round 20 pick, also potentially a round 18 keeper next year. So worth worth the carry, yeah. I think. And uh, hopefully uh, some good bench cover for when Josh Kelly's an inevitable laid out. Um, anyway, sorry. I've, what was what was your point? <laughs> what was the point um, there? I guess it was just that I was saying you got Scrimshaw back. You were saying, well, you also yes. have Dersma back, which is great call because you might need him. Uh, to cover Kelly. So I guess looking at that, I, I think you can beat Kieran and, and probably should beat him in round 20, and that will put you in second and Kieran dropping down to fourth. If uh, the, Now, this is very contingent um, in terms of third and fourth on their, their points because they're only about 100 points apart between uh, Cam and Kieran, 116 apart. So that could change in two weeks. But I, I think that's how the top four shapes up. So I've got Max, you, Cam, Kieran. Yeah, how do you see the top four? Yeah, uh, yeah I see it. Hang on. Have I messed something 
up. No, all I need to happen is for Max to beat Cam, and then I can pip him for that spot, and I beat yep. Kieran. Okay, that's all yep. I need next week, because I beat Kieran. That's what you need. Max beats Cam. Yes! All right. Oh, that's... I don't know why I was thinking differently. Well, I say the final ladder the same as you, unfortunately. Max, Bart, Cam, Kieran. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so it is relatively relatively straightforward if you if you can beat Kieran and and yeah if Cam drops either of these two games me or Max whichever is more likely who but knows. I am hoping to score more points than Max because it is bloody close between us thirty two points at the moment and there is a prize for the That's top extremely score. good point and that ends before finals doesn't it it absolutely does we've got two weeks left. Um, so it's between the two of us at the moment, and I want that prize if because if I get nothing else from the season, I want at least that. Yeah, really good point. I'll actually look out for that more closely now, um, because yeah, thirty-two points—that's nothing. Um, no, wow. it's been it's been close. It's been close the last two weeks, and we've both been scoring well. So it's um it's gonna go down to the wire. It'll be close. Yeah. Um, alrighty. Well, that is the top four. Did you uh, have anything else on those four teams? No, it sounds like we're predicting the exact same thing. So let's, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot to, to go for though. It's, it's going to be very close between all of us. Um, it's kind of exciting that round 20 is probably going to be the big decider. Um, the fact that the top four all play each other is pretty yeah, amazing. It's um, pretty timing. Good. Yeah. Great, great scheduling. Um, uh, thank you, thank you. I set that up myself <laughs> <laughs> by pressing a button to r- randomize the schedule for the season. Yeah, um, I yeah, and the buy is ve- I think it's very important actually. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and I and I hope to hell that I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so just as interesting, I think, um, in some respects, is the next group of four teams because especially it, you find yourself in there. I do find myself in there. Um, and I think it is, it's interesting because um, I think all four teams will will probably get at least one win in the mm-hmm. next uh, two games. Um, so I agree. I think all results are possible here in terms of, <laughs> um, well, obviously Sahil would be hard pressed to overtake Alec, um, so that's that's unlikely. But yeah, I really think, um, yeah, pretty much anything can happen. Um, I'll just run through the ins and outs and, and whatnot as before. So Alec, sure. uh, he is facing two of these teams. He faces Sahil this week and Nick in round 20. Um, he, unfortunately for him, has Rowan Marshall, Callum Mills and Chris Main all unavailable this week and Matt Crouch remains not uh, not selected or not oh, ready. Oh, wow. So this okay. is a huge game against Sahil. Um, yes. He does get uh, back two decent players who've been in for, for most of the year, but they didn't play last week. Uh, he gets Ben Cunnington and James Harms back in this week. And Harms is, of course, a defender. So um, he would be, you know, I think, yeah, happy to get those two back, but um, Main and Marshall out from last week and Mills still in isolation. So this is not Alec at full strength by any stretch. And if you actually look at his team as named right now, he has two gaps in his defense. He um, does. He, he has Tom Jonas playing Friday night. <laughs> so he's he's essentially got four backs right now. You know what's funny? He is, you know, one of many teams, uh, well, actually only a couple, but to take the James Sicily plunge, 
um, mm. add, him, add him in and hope that he can keep him next year. But I dare say that he's going to put him back in the waiver pool when he needs to pick up an actual back that's playing this week. He has to, yeah. Unless yeah. Jared Leanett's going to be a late in, which is, uh, I suppose, a small possibility. Um, you're not going to be starting Leanett uh, ahead of Jonas if he's the sub. So, no. um, yeah, I think he has to get rid of Sicily, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Alex got a really fascinating two weeks. Um, I, I feel like this week against Sahil is is arguably the, the feature matchup, the match of the round. Um, we'll get to Sahil's ins and outs shortly. Um, and then, yeah, Nick, the following week, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll probably decide it um, for those two. Uh, but I actually think Alec can hold on and win both games. That could be completely wrong. He could lose both. But I, I think he'll hold on and win both and, and finish in fifth place as he currently is on 12 wins, 8 losses. Um, You're chalking yourself up for two losses, Steve. No. Oh, wait. I'm not playing Alec. So. Oh, no. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they, have, they have very similar looking kits. That's it. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 sure, that's the case. That, that <laughs> is. Look at that. But one's what, clearly poor and one's clearly Hawthorne. The, oh. Your opponent, Millsy. It's all right. Move on. Okay, right. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um. Alrighty. So, me in sixth place at the moment. I've got Cam this week and Millsy the week after. Um. I am expecting to go one and one, uh, to finish on ten and ten, and. Uh, you know, with such a top point flip <laughs> result, I hope that is enough for sixth place. You, you um, will. You'll scrape in. Maybe. So I've got Alex Whitten and Jack Corredin injured, Rory Lobb injured, and Toby Green in isolation. So just, you know, four guaranteed <laughs> starting players. And I have uh, Jed Anderson and Jarrod Berry back this week, which, um, you know, I've been waiting for so long for Berry. It really feels good to... <laughs> to get him back in. <laughs> um, on the other hand, Jed Anderson, uh, six six week injury in round three and, and here we are in round nineteen, he's playing his third game of the year. So um yeah. Less than impressed. Um but hey, uh it it makes things a little bit interesting. I've been carrying those uh Anderson for a long time. Um mm-hmm. so I think I'll lose that's a, that's a huge in really that is a huge in. Yeah. To, if he to, comes back well after 18 weeks. <laughs> yes, it's so late in the season to get this guy back in, but he could be a game changer. I hope so. Um, all right, so moving on to Nick's team, he sure. has a similar kind of uh, situation to me. He plays Millsy this week and then yep. Alec, as we mentioned, in the next round. Um, mm-hmm. So, Wow, it's, of, all, it's all in his hands. Yeah, absolutely. As I've said, it's... Uh, it, yeah, um, I do think Alec will prevail in the in round twenty um, because I think Matt Crouch will be back that week. That and and I think Millsy and and Main, oh, sorry, I should say Callum Mills, uh, and and Chris Main will probably be back as well as Ryan Marshall. I think all those guys I just said were out this week. I think they'll all be back uh, to take on Nick's team in round twenty. So have Nick, can, yeah, because they were yeah. only out for the two weeks for isolation, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. So I think uh, Nick might just miss out. He will probably not see Trelaw come back um, before the, the consolation finals or, or finals, as the case may be. Potentially and he same probably with Hunter Clark. Either, yeah. Um, but he does and, get... And he'll, he'll never see Haley. <laughs> uh, man. 
I can't believe he got him, to be honest. But he did try and trade, <laughs> trade for him in round two, and I should have just accepted whatever crap he was offering. <laughs> oh, hindsight, man. Hindsight. Yeah. yeah. Nick, on the other hand, though, he does actually have Blake Hardwick coming back after a couple of weeks off this week, and uh, he has Libba come back from his rest. So he should have the, the cattle to beat Millsy this week, um, I would expect. So a one-and-one one result. Um, so it probably then comes down to, to points total um, with a 10-10 finish, and he's currently about 283 or something points behind me. So it's, it is well, doable. Mills is not an easy beat. You know, no, he's not. He has outscored you the last three weeks. In aggregate? Just each of those three weeks he's oh, outscored really? you. In yeah. each of them individually, wow. Mm. Um, well, that does make things interesting, but Nick plays him this week, and uh, I'm tipping Nick to get over the line this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, though. <laughs> I mean, I think who wants it more, right? It's got to be Nick. Let's go with that old adage. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that makes all the difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving on to Sahil's team, he plays Alec uh, in... He's the I'm really interesting one for me yeah. out of this pack. Yeah. He can it's... beat Alec this week for sure. Um, I didn't realise has... how close it was going to be actually because I had chalked it up to Alec, but go on, go on about his team. I'm, I'm interested to hear. Well, yeah, so... So he's actually carrying a few injuries. Uh, he had Brandon Ellis, a huge, huge out last um, injury happened last week. Yeah, massive. Uh, and he's got Prestia still out. Uh, it just seems like he's constantly out. He's got Impy still out um, pretty much for the season. So I guess he's got keeper value. He's, yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, and Hayden Crozier uh, got dropped after Sahil held him for three weeks, waiting for him to come back in. He played one game and now Bevo's dropped him. He should drop um, him. He should drop him um, there, Sahil. So he is hoping that Caddy comes back, the guy uh, that he traded to me for Crozier, and then I dropped both of them, and uh, he's got both of them. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> uh, so he may get Caddy back for, um, I guess, like a, a Dusty Martin sort of swap in out sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but having said that, Caddy is named in the, the last four names on the extended bench for what it's worth, and... That bench includes Jack Graham and Jack Ross, Mubby or Charles, Sydney Stack. So players who are, who are relatively likely to play, in, in my view, um, as well as Shane Edwards coming back this week, named on the wing for Richmond. So to me, I don't think Caddy will just well, actually make it. I think he'll be an emergency. Um, and Sahil's also, with the injury to, uh, or, or sorry, the omission of Crozier, um, he's actually short a backman as well, and he gets Jesus. Lockie Henderson back this week uh, from injury um, or from whatever um, to cover Crozier, Hend- Henderson in, or Webster, whoever he wants to start. So it's not the strongest backline is all I'm saying. Hey, Webster's not been bad recently. No, he's been all right. He's been all right. So um, I think Webster would get the start. He's actually been pretty good. Um, he's someone who had my eye on picking up just before Sarhill did. Yeah, so, in, yeah, he's been doing he quite well. He's season, like two years. Yeah, 2018, he averaged close to 80. So, yeah, um, yeah he's an odd sort of player. I'm actually surprised he's not starting him straight up. Well, I think he is once Crozier's has um, moved off his field. So, yeah, yeah he, he definitely deserves a start. But that's so, always uh, the worry of Sarhill, though, isn't it? Is it really what's... Yes, when he realise what day it is, when he fix his team, when he realise who's not playing. Because uh, I think if he did, he could really win this game. He absolutely could win this, and this is why I'm calling it the feature matchup because I think this is 
this decides, you know, if Alec wins this, he makes finals. Um, and if, if Sahil wins this, he stays in, in with a shot. Uh, He'd be in chance. with a shot. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, so I guess I am saying that Sahil won't quite get the win, um, but he will beat Richard the week after and finish eighth. But this could definitely go the other way. So this is... This is why it's a feature matchup. Oh Pretty fuck it! I'm going for the miracle. I'm going for Sahil to win this one, and then he'll he'll win next week as well. Let's let's go here. Let's go Sahil. Nice, awesome, um, cool. Well, that's the middle four. Um, the top, the bottom four don't have as much to play for, um, but as you said, they're trying to avoid the uh, the, the the wooden spoon shame. They're also yeah. trying to avoid buying the uh, whole draft party beers. If uh, we've locked that one in, Steve, uh, we I did. Believe. Yeah, everyone yeah, agreed good. that. Everyone <laughs> agreed. Yeah, good. Um, good. Of course, <laughs> they do. They do have a consolation finals process to go through. Um, so this just essentially is seeding them for that uh, process. But just to you know to do to do them justice, we've got Richard playing Kieran and Sahil. Um, and I expect him to go 0 and 2 and drop to 10th place. Uh, he lost Hugh Greenwood to a serious injury recently last week, I think. Yeah, season before. ending. Yeah. Pretty um, and he's got Chad Wingard back in this week. Um, okay. But there you go. Um, the bye has Bart and Shane, and I think he will lose to you, but beat Shane, which will get him up to ninth spot. Not the worst result for a team that completely sold out. How isn't um, that the feature matchup? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Gornflakes um, versus the Bay. It actually, yeah. It's actually a tough one to pick. Yes. Oh. Um, he's got Dunkley out isolating this week against you. Um, so not oh. that it'll make much difference. Um, and he also has Cunningham, Harry Cunningham and Jonathan Segler out of the team. And he gets Gary Rowan back, who's actually been kind of decent this year um, from a, you know, relative viewpoint um <laughs> from, a, from a particular viewpoint sure yeah he's good as a loophole though he is good as yeah a loophole. He, he's good as a loophole he's he's actually scored uh, above you know 100 a couple of times so he's uh not playing friday night this week but he might be um later in the year that's all right. <laughs> brett's got georgie artists and a bunch of other oh, players he does know how to uh, manipulate the uh, the loophole and the wave wire. So he does. He played four loopholes uh, last week. I don't think we mentioned that, but yeah, he, I wanted yeah. to actually. That was one of my points. I just somehow overlooked it. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Brett utilised all four emergency slots in that game against Richard, uh, where he cop- Richard copped the donut. So yeah, you don't uh, see that very often. So well done. No. Um, I mean, it's better up? if it gets you the win, but yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, what's up, Doc? Has um, games against Nick and me. As you said, he is scoring better than me at the moment, so he could very well and truly beat me. Mm. Um, but for the sake of interest uh, in the higher up positions, I've said he'll lose both games. Um, he's missing Lockie Weller, and he's still missing Sam Doherty probably for the rest of the year, but has keeper value. Uh, and he's got no one coming back in this week, but I just wanted to give a little mention to Connor West, who looked pretty good on debut last week. Did. Adelaide, pretty easy to do, I guess. But um, yeah, he looked solid. 19 white, so possessions. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking that uh, Millsy stays in 11th spot, uh, and Shane finishes the year playing Max, and 
I've written him. I've written that he's playing Shane in round 20, but I'm not even sure he'd beat his own team. <laughs> um, no, he <laughs> plays Max and Brett. There you go. Um, Jeremy Cameron's the only player he's got missing. This is truly a woeful team, but he does get <laughs> Zach... <laughs> he does get Zach Butters back this week. Uh, back yes, again. He, that's right. He came back and then got injured, and now he's back. Uh, he also got um, Stephen Kinnealio and Noah Anderson back from injury last that's week. That's actually quite a few. That's quite yeah. a few back. Yeah, they'll be better so, for the run. I mean, so they came back last week. Well, that's I still good. think so, he's losing to Max and Brett. Uh, I, I you don't see don't improvement with all those in. I suppose. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll see what, when we actually do <laughs> tips on Facebook. We'll for round twenty. I might have. I might tip. Brett, uh, I might tap, tip Shane to beat Brett. But for right now, I'm just saying that Brett Brett will win. So. Oh, this isn't our locked in tips, is it? Okay. It's locked I in see. for round nineteen, but we yeah, we yeah, can't sure. make comments around twenty until we see what happens this week. No, no, of course not. We, 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 our crystal ball doesn't go that far. Our tea leaves don't project no. that no. far. No. 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 Um, you said, did you say that WhatsApp Doc has Lockie Weller coming back? Is that right? No, he's still out. Is what I said. Uh, uh, for, he won't be back for the next two weeks. Uh, I was more talking about this week. Um, he is a test on the injury list. Um, he's already missed one match with concussion. I think he'll probably uh, be back in round 20 against interesting. me. Interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because um, I was uh, I was going to tip the upset there uh, preempt- preemptively. I think uh, Ian uh, will lose this week but win against you. Okay. Well, you can still do that tip. Uh, but we'll just do it when the time comes, um, because <laughs> I mean, like, that's, realistically, that's... he could lose like four key players to injury this week. You just don't know, or I could. So you know, absolutely, yeah. I didn't mean I was locking it in for around twenty, Steve. Just to be clear, right. you know, I'm very okay. serious about our tipping competition, and uh, I wouldn't do such a thing. Um, I am rather saying that that's what's influencing the makeup of my final ladder. You don't think the fact that I'm getting, you know, Toby Green and Jack Redden back in round 20 is, is relevant at all? Um, I mean, you haven't scored about above 1,300 in the last three weeks, and I'm pretty sure you had most of those guys three weeks ago. <laughs> so, But I had other players out, and now I'm getting them all back. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I haven't scored above 1,300, but a little bit. <laughs> well, the, the 1,300s. Uh, okay. Above the 1300s, yep. Okay, you're right. I haven't. That is true. Um, so yeah, I definitely need those players back. Um, the informed team with two wins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The last three. Just doing what I need to do. Um, <laughs> no more, no less. And yet, I still think he'll scrape into finals. So there we go. What has happened? Um, well, I can tell you injuries, but yeah. Anyway, um, that is my wrap for these 12 teams. Um, yep. There's obviously, yeah, the the two key games this week, Cam and me and Alec and Sahil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the three absolute crackers in round 20, Max and Cam, Kieran and you, and Alec versus Nick. And I guess for good measure, me versus Millsy might be quite significant as well. Yeah, plenty um, plenty of good action to watch in round 20. Um, and it's better nice. if we try <laughs> <laughs> yeah so are we okay so we're, we're doing a bit of a, a prediction of the ladder before we close out on this uh, segment yeah i mean i've sort of said it as we've gone along but um i've said Just the for clarification before. yeah yeah so well do you want to run from the top uh we've got for me i've got max but cam kieran 
I'll just Alec. stop you. I'll just stop you when I've yep. got one different. Okay. So keep going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alec in fifth. I've got me scraping into sixth. Uh, Nick seventh. Soho eighth. The buy ninth. Richard. Oh, Richard. Richard. So, yeah, I've got Richard in tenth. Um, you you're obviously got Shane beating Brett, uh, which is understandable. <laughs> um, and then I've got Millsy in eleventh and Shane in twelfth. And I've still got Shane in 12th and Millsy in 11th. Yep. Right. So we have one difference for our ladder? Yep. Okay. So <laughs> this is my question for you then. If you think Nick's going to beat me, yep. then how do uh, I still make I, finals? I, I didn't say Nick's going to beat you. I said Sorry, Ian's going to beat you. Yes, I'm not I don't. I, 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 changed my, I changed my I mind during the segment, to be fair. So I didn't have time to think about the makeup of the ladder, which I'd already yes, thought about now. beforehand. Yep. But... <laughs> I just feel like you'll find a way to, to get in there. Um, okay. Probably because Alec uh, will uh, beat him. And uh, maybe Ian will beat him this week as well. I don't know. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy for me or, or Nick to make finals. but Because you'll beat Cam this will. week and let me take, <laughs> take, take seconds. But I don't know. I don't know. Something. Something. Um, yes. Something will happen that will allow you to scrape into finals. That is my prediction. Good, good, good. Alrighty. Um... <laughs> All right. So that closes out that segment, I believe, Steve. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how each of those three segments make it uh, work out, and especially how our finals close out for the season. Um, which is pretty much when we'll be back with another episode. So we're going to take a break next week and we'll be back in two weeks to give praise to the six finalists that make it through in our traditional fashion. We'll be uh, doing some nicknames, some photoshops, some big music intros. And um, to be honest, I probably better not overextend myself because I did that last year and I totally failed to deliver. So Steve, (laughs) maybe we'll just promise nicknames and nothing else. Anything else is a bonus from there on in. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> if anyone has any suggested themes or themes, we're all ears. Please give us some themes because, you know, it's hard to think of anything that isn't COVID related. And it's just not that much fun. So, <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you the Delta strain is right now. <laughs> the the most powerful one of all is Max. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just wait until I score more. I don't want to be the Delta, though. That's terrible. <laughs> Okay, well, we won't do a COVID-themed uh, top six, that's for sure. We'll actually come up with something fun. Um, but all, all ears, if anyone has ideas. Absolutely. Feel free to shout them out, um, especially if you're in the top six, because you're the ones that are going to be getting the mentions. Um, so we look forward to doing that, seeing how it all shapes up. I suppose best of luck moving forward, guys. Anything else to close out there with, Steve? Uh, no, not with covered it all i think we i think we definitely have covered it all because it's a bit of a mammoth episode this uh week so congratulations to anybody that made it through and especially congratulations if you made it through this and our bonus content um which we'll also be releasing side by side with this so um it's like you know a whole weekend of binging fmdt um i'm sure that's uh what everybody's been looking out for so enjoy yeah have a good weekend Enjoy, guys. See you later.